you typically need to generate that demand for it. And that's what happens in your launch. Everyone thinks that a launch is what happens after doors are open, but if you are waiting until your course is created and available for sale, and then you're trying to drum up interest and get people to buy it, you've left it way too late. Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies, and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million-dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action, and moving forward, even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash DBB or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Imperfect Action. This is episode 613. Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know those answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit, it does sound too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit hubspot.com slash startups. Today is an Ask Steph episode. And if you have a burning question about building an online business, whether it's a question about launching, whether it's a question about what you're selling as a business, whether it's a question about your niche, Whatever question it is about building an online business that gives you freedom to live offline, to be away from your business, submit those questions at stephtaylor.co slash asksteph, and I might answer it in a future episode. Today's question is really nice and short, and it was submitted by an anonymous person with not very much detail around it, but I thought it was a really relevant question for a lot of you who are thinking about creating an online course or some other kind of digital product. So the question today is, how can I use a waitlist to nurture my audience for my upcoming online course? Now, I don't believe waitlists are a reliable indicator of who will buy when you open doors because it's a much lower commitment for somebody to hand over their email address than it is for them to hand over their credit card and commit however much time and energy it's going to take to take action and get the result that your course promises. So while growing your waitlist might help you to get some of those right people onto your email list, it's not usually a predictor of how good your launch will be. And it's not really something I would place much time and energy into growing before your first launch of your course. And instead, I would be looking at creating a launch-focused lead magnet and using that to grow your email list with the right people for this launch. So. When I talk about a lead magnet, I'm talking about a little freebie that somebody gets in return for giving you their email email address. 
And when I'm talking about a launch-focused lead magnet, this is different to your general business lead magnet because it's typically laser-focused towards the ideal client for this course. And the content that is in the lead magnet is strategically designed to nurture them to where they need to be when doors open. I get a lot of students who join Launch Magic and they're like, oh, I already have a lead magnet. I can skip that lesson. And then they watch that module and they realize, oh, hang on, I need to create a completely different lead magnet or I need to tweak the one that I've already got because it's not actually moving my audience any closer to buying this particular course. The second point I want to make about uh, the question that you've asked is you need to be nurturing more than just your waitlist. And I really hope that in the 60 to 90 days before doors open, you're nurturing your entire audience and not just your waitlist. Your waitlist is full of people who likely already know that they have the problem that your course solves, or they already know that they want whatever outcome it delivers. But what about the people in your audience who don't yet know that they have that problem, or they don't yet know that they want that outcome? They don't yet know that that outcome is possible for somebody like them. Those people aren't going to join your waitlist, right? They need a bit more nurturing first. People won't just magically want your online course. And this goes for any digital product. They won't just magically want it. You typically need to generate that demand for it. And that's what happens in your launch. Everyone thinks that a launch is what happens after doors are open. But if you are waiting until your course is created and available for sale, and then you're trying to drum up interest and get people to buy it, you've left it way too late. Nurturing your audience for your launch starts 60 to 90 days before doors open, especially if it's the first time you're launching something new, and especially if you're not already showing up consistently with thought leadership content. You're not consistently growing your email list and you're not consistently emailing them. Even if you don't have an email list, you can start that launch process because once you start to show up intentionally, over that 60 to 90 days and you nail your launch lead magnet, it becomes a lot easier to grow your audience with the right people. And the nurturing process in a launch isn't just about building no like, and trust. It's not just about getting your audience to know who you are, to like you and trust you. Yes, those things are essential in somebody buying from you, but you also need to bridge what I call the magician's gap. The Magician's Gap is the framework that underpins absolutely everything I teach in Launch Magic. It's the gap between where your audience is right now and where they need to be to be ready to buy. And I hinted at this a little bit earlier. Do they know that they have a problem? Do they know that it's possible to solve their problem? Do they know that it's possible for someone like them to achieve that transformation that your course delivers? And even if it's a yes to all of these things, and even if they are literally asking you to create an online course about whatever topic your course is about, there is still going to be that magician's gap. They will still have hesitations that stop them from buying it. And the hesitations might be around price or time or the number of courses they already have in their collection. These come up, you know, pretty much nearly every launch that I've done, every launch I see my students doing. And I actually teach strategies to overcome these hesitations inside Launch Magic. Because there's a strategy to answering that hesitation and showing somebody how yours is different or yours is worth the price point, right? Or the hesitations they have might be about themselves and it might be about their ability to get the results. And you need to preempt these so you can overcome them. Otherwise, your audience won't buy. No matter how excited they are about your course, no matter how much hype there is, somebody's not going to buy. And that's why the launch process starts so long before we open doors. 
and why it's really more a process of educating somebody rather than trying to make people excited about it and having this huge, big confetti kind of launch. If you're enjoying Imperfect Action, I have another podcast recommendation that I think you're going to love. It's called Mistakes That Made Me. It's hosted by Iman Ismail, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Mistakes That Made Me is the podcast that asks extraordinary business owners to share their biggest business mistake, so you know what not to do on your road to success. Now, as you know, I'm a big fan of learning from mistakes that I've made in the past, and I'm big about sharing those with you as well. So join Iman as she chats to some of the smartest minds in business about how to push through failure. On the show, she's interviewed some of the same awesome guests that you will have already met on this show, such as Tarzan Kay and Kirsty Fanton. So go on over and listen to Mistakes That Made Me wherever you get your podcasts. And then the final point that I want to make, was actually second to final point, once you've created your course and you've made it available to buy, it doesn't stop there, okay? I really hope that there's more to your launch than just putting it out there. I hope you have a deadline for your launch, a door's closed or a price increase or a bonus that's removed because otherwise people will sit on the fence for as long as humanly possible, even if they have told you that they want it, okay? And it's a trend that I'm noticing more this year than in previous years, which really only makes your launch process more important than ever before. You can't simply create a course and put it out there for people to buy in their own time anymore. There needs to be a sales process and there actually needs to be a deadline for them to make a decision. And that's where live launching is so beautiful because the live launch itself is that sales process and that deadline is when doors close or when the price goes up or when a bonus is removed. And it's not about pressuring someone into making a rushed decision but rather encouraging them to decide either way rather than just sitting there on the fence indefinitely. So in your case, I would be looking potentially at live launching this course maybe two or three times a year, depending on what else you're launching, depending on what the rest of your business looks like, how long your course is, what your vision for your business is, and then each of those times maybe having doors open, doors closed. And then each time you launch it, you gather intel. You find out where your audience is at so you can better bridge that magician's gap the next time you launch. And then you tweak it and you do it again. And each launch gets easier and easier, right? The first, we recently closed doors on Freedom Fast Track for the very first time. And that launch was one of the hardest ones I've done in a while because it's the first time I've launched something new in a long time. Versus, you know, we're opening doors to launch Magic again in March for the sixth time And it's so easy now because I know what I need to do. My team knows what they need to do. We've worked with the same copywriter for multiple launches. So everybody kind of knows what they need to do. So it just becomes a let's tweak, rinse, repeat. And it's so simple. It's so streamlined. It's so easy. And that's how we grow it as well. And then my final little point for you is something to reflect on. Could you potentially sell it to your waitlist before you create it? Could you offer it to your waitlist at an early bird price? And in return, you know, in return for them helping you to co-create it with them on Zoom live week by week. I love this approach because it actually removes all of the risk from your launch. It removes that risk of what if nobody buys? And it means that you are more open towards pivoting it to what they need from you. Because sometimes if we've created that course first and then we launch it and 
we're so attached to what we've created and our audience is over here telling us, actually, we want this, we want this. You're going to block that out because you don't want to have wasted all this time that you've spent creating something. So that's why I love launching it before creating it. The very first time I launched Launch Magic, I only had an outline of what I wanted to teach. And I had maybe, I'd maybe outlined week one. And then I taught that live via Zoom. I took their feedback and their questions on board, created week two, taught that live on Zoom. And I actually did that twice. The first two rounds were live. And only then did I go back and pre-record all of that content. And because of this approach, the launch magic that I created was so different from the one that I originally envisioned. And that's because I gave my students what they actually wanted and needed rather than what I thought they wanted and needed. So this was a really long answer to a very short question. And obviously, there's a lot more to launching than simply nurturing your waitlist. Otherwise, Launch Magic would be a three-hour workshop and not a 12-week course. Now, doors to Launch Magic open up again in mid-March. You can learn a little bit more about it and jump on the waitlist over at stephtaylor.co slash magic. It's my 12-week program for building out that really repeatable launch process in your business. So you can repeat it over and over again, not just the first time that you're launching something, but the second, the third, the 10th. And each time you're making a bigger profit, a bigger impact, and a bit more freedom in your business. So get on that wait list at stephtaylor.co slash magic. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time. Mm-hmm.